to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got a really cool thing planned for you today, and Benny you know, will probably explain it a little bit. Uh, but it is a, a line of programming that has to do with living life full out. Of course, every day on the show has to do with that. But, you know, we call this show Talk Radio to Thrive By. And the question is, how do we get to that place of thriving, especially as business people? You know, how do we make it glow, so to speak? You know, Tom Dakotas is joining us here today. Dr. Tom, as I'll call him, um, he wrote a book, and the book is called Make It Glow, How to Build a Company Reputation uh, for Human Goodness, Flawless Execution, and Being Best in Class. So the question is, you know, how can you thrive? Despite what might be going on in the economy, who are the, the uh, what, you know, what are the organizations that are thriving right now? And then why is it that once strong empires, uh, and we'll name a few of those, are among the list of growing companies that are just not making it? So Dr. Tom is joining me here today as part of a team that put together the strategies for the startups, uh, for, th you know, companies like Boston Chicken, Outback, you know, Blockbuster Video, United Way, and so forth. I mean, he's joining us here today, yes, as the author of this book, but he is someone that has seen firsthand what works and what does it. Um, thank you, Tom, for joining us here today. This is a big conversation, and I want to uh, thank you again for chiming in on, on this conversation. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You know, I, I know we could talk about many, many things today. This is a half-hour conversation. Um, I think for today, I, I want to talk about make it glow, what that means to make it glow. Mm -hmm. And so let's start that conversation because I love that. I love the title of your book, and I love the way that you laid this out. From your perspective, what does make it glow mean? Well, glow is that, is that special quality um, that both people and companies have. Oftentimes, you know, you'll meet someone and you're just drawn to them and there's something about them that pulls you in. That's their glow. And it's the same in a company. There's something about companies, the great ones, the ones that, that I write about uh, that draw you in. And I think it's three things. I think it's their, their human goodness, in other words, their values, flawless execution, just doing what they say they're going to do, not doing more, doing what they say they're going to do. And being best in class. And as people, we like to be around uh, other good people. We like to be around competent people and companies, ones that execute. And third, we like to be around winners. We do, don't we? I mean, we really get behind the winners. I mean, we're seeing it in the Olympics right now. Sure. You know, and the attention that we're playing, uh, you know, we're paying to those folks that are, are achieving outstanding results. And, and I guess the question, I mean, there are some signs that you could pick up on uh, as an organization, that, you know, that would kind of point to how well you're doing. What are some of those signs? Well, the, the best place to get the signs uh, is, is not necessarily from data. I mean, you can look at your financials, but that's usually too late. You know, those are history reports. Oh, yeah. 
We know uh, that. <laughs> as, as a company leader uh, or as a leader of your business, you ought to go down and talk to the employees and go down and talk to the customers who are in your store or whatever your business might be. Uh, employees will tell you, they're the first ones to tell you whether regulars are not coming in anymore or they're coming in less often. Uh, are they having a good time? And and those kind of things will tell you immediately that something is not right, that you're, that you're losing your glow, that you're losing your relevance um, in the marketplace. And what happens with a lot of companies that that go under or slip into mediocrity is that, you know, the idea that made them worthy of growth uh, gets lost or the market changes underneath them. You know, people have different preferences than they had when the company started. And you have to really stay on top of it. I love the fact that, you know, you know, talking to the employees is so important. I mean, that is kind of like one of the simplest things to do. Why do you think we don't do that more often? Uh, because we don't. <laughs> well, it depends on the size of the business, uh-huh. but, when it, but when it gets very big at all, uh, we, we think we're too busy, and we start listening to marketing people and everybody else who tells us that we have to have uh, formally gathered data. And by the way, my training, part of my training is as a statistician, so I know from data. Uh, you know, we, we think we have to go through all these formal procedures rather than do exactly what we did when we started the business, which is go out and talk to the customer, go out and talk to the employees, and see what's going on. And, you know, and, and what I love about this is the way you've outlined this in the book. You talk about core values or core virtues, mm-hmm. and then, again, you, you talk about these later on in the book. And, and I wanted to, to stop for a minute and talk about them and okay. ask you, uh, I mean, you know, these are things, the sense that I get from reading the book is, you know, these virtues, these virtues are, are not virtues that you want to compromise regardless of what the economy is like. That's exactly right. You know, when a when a business changes, uh, goodness doesn't change, and that's what those virtues are about. They're they're a definition of human goodness. What changes is what you're doing for your business. You know, what you're doing to take care of a customer, because you know, for one thing, maybe your customers are younger, or maybe they're older, or maybe they're tired of what you've been doing. Uh, you have the same set of values guiding you. It's just what you're executing has to change. That's part of staying current, staying relevant in the marketplace. So, you know, is it possible then to, and, and, and you do address this, you know, for business owners, you know, what is the blueprint for, for all of us to not just survive, but to thrive when, you know, we hear about the gloom and doom of the economy, when there's mm-hmm. a perception that Americans aren't willing mm-hmm. to open up their, their, their wallets to spend? Well, they are open, willing to open up their wallets and spend. They're just not willing to open them often as as they used to. And when they do, uh, they're much more fearful of making a mistake. Mm. In other words, buying a bad experience. So that's where you need to be uh, best in class. You need to be the best of your competitors. And, and starting to do that, there's no time that's that's not a good time to do that. It's harder in a down economy, but it ought to, always ought to be a focus. You know, where they're going to go is to the places they trust to take care of them. And they're not going to go to the places where they uh, kind of iffy, and they're certainly not going to give you a second chance. You know, I wanted to ask you, Dr. Tom, you have been in front of 
some of the top leadership teams in the country, maybe even the world. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, is there something that you sense right now from, from leadership, um, a, a character, a, a sense of who they are that's different from 10 years ago? Uh, in in some of them, uh, the, the the folks that that go down the, you know, the, a lot of the people that I that I work with, you know, all the companies that you named when we started off uh, with were small companies like one or two stores when they started, and when we started working with them, there's a there's a certain spirit in the owners, a pride in what they're doing, and you know, the first thing that that you ought to think about when you start a business or you're running a business is that, am I doing something that I'm proud of? You know, that really is a source of comfort and pride to me. When my partner and I started our business 25 years ago, that's the only thing we wrote down is we want to have a company that we're proud to be part of. And as corny as that sounds, uh, we've never moved away from that. Now we've got a lot more business sense in the meantime, but I see a lot of, of leaders now that particularly as companies grow, uh, they get so wrapped up in software systems and they lose the passion of the business. And and then they lose their sort of touch for it. And let's talk about passion for a minute because Mm -hmm. I I just was on the phone talking to, uh, did an earlier interview this morning, and we were talking about passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, you know, that's when the glow gets to really start to look a little, you know, shaky. When we lose our passion for what we're doing, doesn't that go back, though, to, you know, the original uh, aspects of perhaps what the intention was in starting the business? Absolutely. You know, the, the part of one of the things that, that I describe in the book is a process called visioneering. Mm. That process is about how do I craft the future of the business as an extension of my values, what I believe in and what I think is the right thing to do and what I define as success. Most people, when they do that sort of thing, they call it a mission statement and they put it up on the wall. If you put up ours on the wall, that when you do that, you'd actually have several pages that look more like the Constitution of the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, passion, has, passion is a feeling, but passion can also be captured in words, as our founding fathers did with the Constitution. They wrote it down. It's not, very, it's not particularly literate, by the way, or exciting to read, but you can see in there what they believed in. Sound bites don't do that, and detail does in the neat thing about doing it is in detail is that's what you go back to when your company's starting to wobble, when it's starting to get off track, and see, are we doing what we said we were going to do? And, you know, you talk about that in the book, and, and, and I love the way you break this down. Uh, when, we talk, when you talk about integrity, credibility, and balance, mm-hmm. you break it down into three beautiful points. Boy, you know what? If every company uh, in the United States and on the planet could do these three things, don't you think we'd be at a very different place? And these are the three things. These are the three things that you, you talk about. You, you talk about say what is right act on what is right, and pay the price for doing what is right. And I wanted to ask you about those three, especially mm-hmm. the last one, pay the price for doing what is right. Well, the, I think one of the first things that, that uh, young business leaders, the first word they learn is integrity because everybody wants to have it. 
Yep. And so we use the word freely and we misuse it widely. Yeah. Uh, integrity, as, as the philosophers define it, is the way I define it, so it's not my definition. It's saying what you'll do, doing what you say, paying the price. So, for example, a company that says it's socially responsible but doesn't do anything in its community lacks integrity. I mean, anybody can, can say it, but then are you going to go pay the price of it? Are you going to go and make your contributions in the down times as well as the good times? It's very hard. To, it's easy to do in the good times. It's hard to do in the bad times. Well, it, you know, and this and much more we're going to talk about here with Dr. Tom Dakotas joining us here today. The book that he has written is Make It Glow. There is so much in this book, you know, that I would encourage all of you to take a look at it for yourselves. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the vision thing, what that means, and how do you take the vision and bring it into reality by someone that knows a lot about that. My guest today, Dr. Tom Dakota. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. The world ain't kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break when they meet their... A transformational journey for our listeners. A special opportunity for our sponsors. Several of Dr. Pat's listeners will embark on a journey to change their lives for good. And you're invited to help them. Sponsor Dr. Pat's Makeover. And as you help our listeners, we'll help you take your transformative message out to thousands. Call 800-930-2819 and join the team, the Holistic Makeover Team. That's 800-930-2819. I really thought that I was the only one who cared about things that matter to me like the planet, kids, education, peace, and creating a world that works for everyone. Then I found the Center for Spiritual Living, an entire church that thinks and cares about the things I do. And Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis inspires us to build better lives in a better world. I've found my new spiritual home. Honoring all paths to God, the Center for Spiritual Living is located just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way with three Sunday services. Visit online at spiritualliving.org. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code DRPAT. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Attention homeowners, if you just refinanced or bought your house, did you know you signed a piece of paper agreeing to pay your lender more money in interest than you borrowed? How would you like to cut that interest almost in half or two-thirds without refinancing or making extra payments? Plus have your house paid off in about 10 years, not 30. If this catches your attention, we can help. Find out how much interest you can save on your current mortgage today by visiting DebtFreeMCA.com or calling 888-252-3083. Your family will be glad you did. Do you feel stuck with anxiety or depression? Imagine having the momentum and the tools to create emotional freedom. Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough and Empowerment Program helps you to release deeply rooted emotions from your subconscious and cellular memory thus allowing you to access your true potential. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. 
I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. Alternative to what? Alternative to everything else out there on the radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again, the whole again, only to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. For more information about us, check us out on the website, www.thedrpatshow.com. And don't forget... Still time to sign up for the Holistic Makeover. Uh, I am thrilled to be talking with Dr. Tom Dakotas, who wrote a book that's called Make It Glow. And, you know, if, you, if you're starting a business, if you want to find out you know, what the blueprint looks like for success, this book is going to take you on that journey and help you with that. Uh, Dr. Tom, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Before the break, I mentioned that, in, you know, there is this, this, uh, this thing that we call vision. And, mm-hmm. and, and so how do we take, first of all, how do we craft uh, the vision that is going to get us to the place that we want to go? And then how do we get there? Well, I, I think you have to have uh, actually, just as it is when you write a paper or anything else, you need to have a format and an outline. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into the details, but I provide that with, with glowing examples in the book. But I think, you know, any, any enterprise starts with uh, a single question, and that is, you know, what can we do for our customers that is compelling and differentiating? Compelling means that the customer has to have it. Differentiating means they can't get it from anybody else but me. You answer those two-part, that two-part question very well. You almost can't help to be successful if you build an effective company. You can have a great idea and fail, if you don't know how to support it, but that's but it starts with what is the big idea for the business. And you know, when you started out, was the big idea evident to you? Meaning, did you pop up one day and say, "Okay, I, this is this is what's important to me"? I know you shared a, a little bit of that, or was it something you had to think about? Uh, no, it was it was something that was. In my case, I had the good fortune of. You know, of starting something that was in my already in my area of expertise uh, as an academic. I came out of academics, and after 15 years, decided to start a business with my partner. And our first choice was to build um, psychological assessment testing, and that's because that was the area I was in in academics, or one of the areas that I was in. So that was an easy choice. But what what was harder was seeing that, you know, where, what are the holes in the marketplace? Uh, what's needed and what's wrong with the way that, that assessments are currently uh, made and sold? And so we tried to address those issues. And the point of that is that in, in any vision, uh, mostly what people tend to work on is the passion part. Uh, that's not a mistake. That's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. But you also should work on the business part. You know, what is the business of your business? How does your business make money? Uh, you know, where is it vulnerable uh, in the marketplace? And those are things that you simply have to to answer or sooner or later you're going to pay a price for it. 
And, you know, and, and that brings me kind of to the, you know, a conversation about change. Change and challenge, let's say, uh, together. Because some people would view this economy as a challenge. Other people see it as an opportunity. But all of that seems to kind of circle around the idea of changing or making adjustments. How does this all play together? Well, in the since having been in business for 30 years or so now, uh, one of the things that we always put into when we're working with a company to help their leaders create their vision or to articulate it, they may already have one. Uh, one of the things, one of the basics that we always put in there is a mechanism for keeping the company fresh. Mm. How do we stay, you know, not only up with but ahead of where the market's going, whether that's the market for employees or for customers, and so that, so that you build freshness into the business. Because if you don't uh, and the world changes, um, you're going to be out of business. Because you, you all of a sudden go from, from being the greatest slice of apple pie to being irrelevant. You know, and we see that more often than not. I mean, I think sure. we're, we're seeing some, some companies make adjustments. I, I think one of the most brilliant things that has happened recently, and I wanted to get your take on it, was Sirius Satellite and XM kind of getting together. Did, did, mm-hmm. Do you think that they, I mean, was that a brilliant move? Well, sure, because they're they're essentially uh, in each other's space. They're sen- they're overlapped, and I think they can do a lot better. Provide both better customer programming uh, for one thing from the customer perspective, and as an investor, they probably would make a heck of a lot more money uh, because you know they they they've reduced the redundancy in the market. That's always worth money. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I love, like, paying attention to, because certainly in my profession, you have to keep it fresh. You yeah. really do. Uh, and and we, we're, we're very passionate about our vision. We haven't changed it since day one. We may change the way we, ta- you know, the, the stations we're on, the networks we plug into. Right. But it's always been the same from day one. Right. And, uh, and I want to ask you, do you ever recommend revisiting a vision? Uh, actually, we recommend revisiting them annually. Uh, companies like Johnson & Johnson, which is a stellar company, it's actually about 170 companies, uh, they revisit their vision every year. And smart leaders do that. Smart leaders assume they can be had. The other, the other side of it, you know, and when you see a lot of businesses now in the marketplace that, that stumble badly, uh, part of the reason they stumble is not a bad strategy. It's hubris. Mm. You, know, uh, you have one in your marketplace, uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, they're going to be closing 600 stores. That's probably a very smart move. Behind that very smart move was a very dumb move, which was opening 600 stores. Uh, and in how that happens, and I've seen it happen many, many times, is that you have such a run of success that you think almost that you can't make a mistake, that you're bulletproof. You know, it's like, it's like John Edwards speaking of his affair the other day on TV. You know, he spoke to his own hubris and saying, you know, I just assumed the rules were for other people. Um, there are rules in the marketplace. You violate them, you're toast. That boy, I couldn't have said that better. 
Uh, you know, I actually want to be in your pocket and kind of like hang out with you on a regular basis. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, and I can't say this enough. I mean, uh, the book that you have written really uh, outlines so many things, very applicable, in my opinion, to whether you're a small business or a large corporation. Did you intend that to be that way? Yes, I did, because I work with both. All the companies that you mentioned when we started were mm -hmm. startups. Oh, right. Uh, and they, they became big, and we work with a lot of big companies that are turnarounds. The problems, regardless of industry, are essentially the same. And why I defined uh, enterprise excellence as human goodness, flawless execution, and being best in class is because that definition applies to not just big, not small, but any form of enterprise, whether it's a charity or a business or not-for-profit educational institution, whatever it is, all people seek those things. You know, this has been a wonderful conversation with you, Dr. Tom. I mean, the book, and I'll mention it again for everyone, um, if you're planning or you're thinking about starting a business, it doesn't matter what size, Make It Glow is the book. I want to thank you for joining us here today and ask you um, for your personal message for everyone. What is your personal message for our listeners today? My personal message would be do what makes you happy. And by that, I don't mean indulge yourself. But do what, do what pulls your passion out of you, because when it becomes very hard to do, unless you have a passion for it, you won't do it. And sometimes it does get hard, doesn't it? It always gets hard. <laughs> that doesn't mean give up. No, it doesn't. But, it, but, but, but what will keep you getting out of bed every morning yeah. is that sense of purpose and passion. Yeah. And whether it's you know the sense that you have a responsibility for the well-being of your employees or for your customers or your community, you have to have something that pulls you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today, and thank you for writing this book. Thank I you. agree with the people that wrote the testimonials for it. It is a must-read. So thank you so much for joining us here, Dr. Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. All right. And Benny, now we've got something planned. Do you want to share a little bit of that with our listeners today? I can certainly do that. Coming up next, we are going to have a half-hour show of uh, Karen Bentley. We had her on back on the 5th of August. So we're going to replay that for the next half hour. That's going to take us to 11. And, of course, for all of our other listeners, uh, for 11 till the top of the hour to 12, uh, we're going to have Bruce, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Yeah, I thought it would be super important yep. to replay, Bruce, so that we're all reminded in the power of our thoughts, the biology of belief. And I want to mention to everyone, the makeover is still available. Tell your friends. Um, we're going right through the end of August. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. We are thrilled. Schwinn Bikes has signed on. We have a lot planned, not for just the people selected, but for everyone. Benny, thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you later. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. No barking from the dog. No smoke.